Welcome back to Lethal. Let's talk about death row inmates. This week, I'll be covering a Georgia death row inmate. This week, I'll be covering a Georgia death row inmate. I'll be covering Tiffany Nicole Moss. She was convicted for the murder of her 10-year-old stepdaughter, Imani Moss. Okay, it is finally summer, so that means the kids are home all day. Most of them are probably swimming and running around their neighborhoods with their friends. I just wanted to tell parents to please be careful and watch your children around water. This is usually the time of the year when we start to see the tragic news stories of children drownings. Also, temperatures are starting to hit all-time highs, so please be sure to check your back seats when getting out of the car. Okay, just wanted to throw that out there before we get into the case. Before we jump into the case, let's go over some facts. I'll be covering Georgia death row. There are currently 40 death row inmates serving, one female death row inmate, and 39 male death row inmates. The jury must be unanimous when seeking the death penalty in Georgia. Lethal injection is the only method of execution. Electrocution was abolished in 2001. The background this week was pretty short. Some states give me full fact sheets with death row, but Georgia was not one of those states. So let's go ahead and get into it. So once again, I have a glass of wine and I'm ready to jump into the case. This week, I'll be covering inmate number 1000583465, Tiffany Nicole Moss. She is currently housed at the Arendelle State Prison. Before we dive into this case, I wanted to give everyone a trigger warning. All the cases I cover are horrendous and heartbreaking, but this case involves a 10-year-old child, so I wanted to give everyone a heads up. So let's talk about the victim, Amani Moss. She was born April 23, 2003. Her father was Iman Moss and her stepmother was Tiffany Moss. Imani's biological mother surrendered her parental rights to all five children she had and Iman Moss received sole custody of Imani. Imani was raised by her father and he would take her to the Freedom Christian Church. Her father met Tiffany Moss at the church. She was a preschool teacher at the time. The two eventually married in July 2009. They ended up having two children, a son and a daughter together. Pretty on into their marriage, Tiffany started to abuse Imani, but there is no record of her abusing her biological children. March 2010, Tiffany was fired from her job and this is why. Amani was six years old at the time. She told a nurse that she was afraid to go home because she received a bad report card. The nurse was concerned and questioned her why. Amani went on to say that her stepmother Tiffany would hit her with a curtain rod. The nurse found welts and bruises on Amani's body. She had marks on her arms, back, chest, legs, and shoulders. Amani was taken to the police station. Tiffany was arrested and charged with first-degree child cruelty. Tiffany stated that yes, she did spank Amani, but only because she wouldn't do her homework. She pleaded guilty and was sentenced to five years of probation. After this incident, Amani went to go live with her grandmother, Robin. She was in her custody for about six months. During this time, her school performance had improved. 
but Amon fought for custody for, of Amani. The Georgia Division of Family and Child Services dismissed the case after Tiffany and Amon completed parenting classes. She was returned to her father and Tiffany fall 2010. The grandmother did fight to keep Amani in her custody, but unfortunately, she was unable to gain custody. When Amani returned home, Tiffany resented Amani. It was speculated that Tiffany blamed Amani for losing her job. Remember, she was a preschool teacher. An adult was blaming a six-year-old child for their terrible parenting habits. Unfortunately, Tiffany abused Amani for years to come. In 2012, Amani School reported emotional and psychological neglect to Georgia Division of Family and Child Services allegedly after Tiffany hit Amani with a belt for eating too slow. In July 2012, Amani attempted to run away from home twice. The first time, Amani approached an officer at her apartment complex and told them that she wanted to run away because her stepmother tied her up with a belt and placed her in a cold shower. The officer confronted Tiffany and she talked her way out of the situation. She told the officer that Amani was lying. There was no evidence, so she was not charged. The second time was in the same month. A police officer found Amani asleep in bushes in a nearby apartment complex. She stated that her stepmother was nasty and hateful towards her. The officer filed a runaway and curfew violation against Amani. From 2011 and 2013, Amon and Tiffany moved the family around. Amon would work long hours and would rarely see Amani. In May 2013, the family went to visit Amani's sister, Sharonice, for Mother's Day. This would be the last time the family would see Amani alive. Sharonice and Robin, remember, she's a grandmother, noticed Amani was acting different and appeared different. Amani was very timid and her hair was cut. Sharonice asked Tiffany what happened to Amani's hair and Tiffany responded by saying, I quote, if you act ugly, you should look ugly. End quote. When the school year ended in 2012, Iman and Tiffany decided that they would start to homeschool Amani and take her out of public school. Sharonese called Georgia Division of Family and Child Services with her concerns, but the services declined to intervene. On August 6, 2013, an anonymous tip was filed to Georgia Division of Family and Child Services. The tip stated that Imani appeared to be very thin, and it was suspected that Iman and Tiffany were neglecting her. Apparently, GDFCS did not visit the home and did not conduct a follow-up. This was because she did not have a good address on file. The family moved to an apartment in Lawrenceville, Georgia. During this time, Iman had two jobs and was rarely home. While Iman was at work, Tiffany was in charge of watching the children. Tiffany started to starve Amani for weeks. Amani was confined to her bedroom without food. Neighbors reported that they would see Tiffany and her two biological children, and most of them had no idea Amani was even present. The poor baby became so weak she was unable to move from her bed, even to urinate or defecate. During this time, it was reported that Tiffany would send Iman pictures of meals that she would prepare for the family, and she would request for Iman to bring home food like cookie dough so she could bake. And in my opinion, Iman had to know what was going on during this time. How do you not know your child is not being fed for weeks at a time? 
On October 24th, Iman said when he came home, Tiffany told him that something was wrong with Imani. She was in the bathtub shaking uncontrollably. She was unresponsive and her eyes were rolling to the back of her head. Iman eventually moved Imani to her bed and she stayed there for the next couple of days. Apparently, he tried to feed her but had no success. Four days later, Imani passed away on October 28, 2013. When Imani died, she was underweight. She weighed 32 pounds. This is the average weight of a three-year-old, and Imani was 10 years old. Well, the case does not end here. Iman found out Imani was dead when he was at work. Tiffany called and told him that she was gone. When he got home, Tiffany was watching TV while her two biological children were playing as if nothing happened. Iman found Imani laying on the floor in her bedroom. Apparently, he insisted that they call the police, but Tiffany refused because she would lose her children. So that tells me that Tiffany is competent and understands what she did was wrong. And in my opinion, Iman is as much to blame as Tiffany is. Tiffany told Iman they needed to hide and get rid of the body. Iman wrapped up her body and placed her body in the computer room for several days. And apparently, Iman stated that he would go to work and when he would get home, he would sit and grieve with Imani's body. The day after she died, Tiffany went to buy new sheets for Imani's bedroom, since Imani's sheets were covered with urine. Tiffany then suggested that they bury her body and report her as a runaway to police. However, Iman went to Walmart and bought a trash can, trash bags, charcoal, and lighter fluid. The two decided to carry out their act on Halloween. Tiffany and Iman tried to put Imani's body in the trash can and burn it, but they had a difficult time since her body was stiff with rigor mortis. The couple decided to use duct tape to press her body together. They wrapped her in a comforter, put her in a trash bag, and stuffed her in a trash can. Tiffany, Amon, and the two children piled in a car and drove around with Amani's body to find a place to burn her body. When they found a spot, the couple added charcoal to the bottom of the can and put lighter fluid all over her body and set it on fire. The body did not burn to ash as they expected it to. Since their attempt failed, the couple took Amani's body back to the apartment. Amon actually went to work with Amani's body still in the car. Amon confessed to a friend. They urged him to turn himself in. After thinking about it, he called the police at 4 o'clock in the morning. He called 911 and said he was suicidal. After the call, he told Tiffany he called the police. Tiffany got the trash can with Amani's body and dumped it in the apartment complex and left in the car with her two kids. When police arrived to the scene, Amon confessed to Amani's death. He stated that Amani drank chemicals and died. He went on to say that he tried to cremate her body but was unable to, but police did not buy his story. Amon was arrested and Tiffany dropped her children off at her mother's house and turned herself in. In 2015, Amon took a plea deal. He pleaded guilty to felony murder and for concealing a death. He was sentenced to life in prison without parole, and he agreed to testify against Tiffany. Tiffany denied a plea deal which would have landed her life in prison instead of death. Tiffany's trial started on April 15, 2019. Tiffany was appointed lawyers but denied them and represented herself.
On April 29th, Tiffany was convicted on six counts of malice murder, two counts of felony murder, two counts of cruelty to children, and one count of concealing a death. On May 1st, Tiffany was sentenced to death by lethal injection. So, what is happening currently? Well, Tiffany accepted legal representation in her appeal process. They're filing for a new trial, arguing that she was incompetent to act as her own attorney. And according to her attorneys, Tiffany has neuropsychological testing data that shows that she has brain damage. Amon and Tiffany are still married and obviously lost custody to their two children. Tiffany and Amon's mothers both tried to fight for custody of the children, but they were placed with foster parents and they were successfully adopted. When this case took place, Georgia obviously realized there were some holes in their child welfare system in Georgia. The case manager, social services administrator, and program assistant at the DFCS were all terminated from their jobs, thankfully. Robin, the grandmother, has apparently filed two lawsuits, one against the GDFCS, since caseworkers were aware of what was going on at home but were negligent to the case. Robin is also suing the Department of Human Services and is seeking reasonable compensatory damages for Imani's death. Tiffany is currently the only female on Georgia death row. So what do you think? Is Tiffany incompetent or is she just an evil and hateful woman? Let me know what you think. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to subscribe and please rate and review on Apple Podcast. Go follow my Insta at lethal underscore podcast. Please feel free to shoot me an email at lethal.tcpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to tune in next Wednesday for a new case and a new inmate. I'll be covering a new death row inmate in a new state. See you then. All the information used in my podcast came from the following sources. dcor.state.ga.us, deathpenaltyinfo.org, oxygen.com, and Wikipedia. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see y'all next week.